You're about to listen to episode 54 of Women Who Kill. I'm Kai. If you're liking the show so far, make sure you stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. Helps a lot. Helps new people find us. The more people find us, the longer I can keep doing this. But let's face it, this is all I have right now. If you want to send me an email, you could send that over to wwkpodcast at gmail.com. If you have suggestions of uh, people you want to hear us talk about on the show, people you want to hear on the show, or if I've talked about you on the show and, and you don't like what I said and you want to provide me with some new information, our guest today, very funny comedian and streamer, gamer, podcaster. She does a lot of things. Janelle Santa Cruz. That's me. I do a lot of things. <laughs> uh, don't we all, especially like during this time? Yeah. It's been crazy. Um, how, are you, how are you holding yeah. up? Pretty good. I mean, again, like I'm, I'm big into games. I play a lot of Overwatch and everything. So I was already used to being a little bit of a homebody. Uh-huh. Um, it's been a, a, a little bit of an adjustment getting used to only seeing my husband all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're losing our minds in here, but uh, so we're we're doing okay though. You know, we're we're doing better than most, so I, I'm I'm grateful for it. Which one is Overwatch? Overwatch is a first person action shooter. It's the one with Tracer with the the two pistols. You know, um, Tracer and uh, she's like their logo. But uh, it's just like a, a first person um, FPS. I mean, yeah, it's like great. Um, I I really like it. It's made by Blizzard. Okay, Blizzard also does World of Warcraft and Diablo and. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very toxic game. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I, all I know about Overwatch is uh, like I've never seen the actual anyone actually playing the game, but I see a lot of uh, ads for uh, for hentai, Overwatch hentai. Oh yes, uh, everybody always knows Overwatch from porn. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, you know, the one from porn. It's that, so that's, weird. That's the game. <laughs> is it? Made, it's made for kids, though. Is it made for adults? What's it is. It's a, it's rated teen, you know, because it's it's guns and everything. Uh-huh. But uh, it's it's definitely the lore is every you know it's uh, the shorts that they make, which are awesome. Uh, they're definitely made for for people of all ages, especially kids. I've showed them to my nephew, who's like six now. And he has a good time. He plays it. Okay. It's it's only the the strictly the community itself that is so toxic, ah. especially the the PC gaming community. You get you know your CS:GO players and your uh, yeah, you're just your tryhards oh. that uh, are really mad that their hearts stuck flat. They're not very PC. No, not at all. It's uh, very ironic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So today we're going to be talking about someone who is still alive. So. I kind of, uh, I, I hope she listens at some point. Lindsay oh, yeah. April Haugen. I think I'm pronouncing right. it right. Haugen. Is yeah, it Hogan? Is it Haugen? I think it's Haugen. I think that's how she says it. Haugen. Yeah. And this is how you, you know uh, she's a bad person is because uh, she spells Lindsay with, with the D and the A. The D and the A. She hit you with the one-two yeah. punch of the bad Lindsay. I've never <laughs> known a good Lindsay who spells her name <laughs> L-I-N-D. S A Y. She was doomed from the start. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lindsay, where where does she grow up? Uh, I know she, she ended uh, she up, grew in, up in, a, in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Notorious, uh, I guess, secretly notorious uh, white supremacist hub. <gasps> Whoa! Didn't know that part. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Portland is all like like hippies and nazis and like wow. no in between yeah. so so she yeah so she grew up there mm-hmm. uh she in uh 
did like a lot of choir singing and you know she was uh you know just a good old-fashioned uh good kid until you know her teenage years and then she sort of got into some of her um terrible habits that led her to her life decision yeah she was born in 1983 so she's a 80s baby i couldn't find a birthday for her i i dug i did some digging i did find where you could uh, send her letters and uh, and food and stuff. <laughs> so Ooh. so that's available. That's out there. That's easy to find. But not mm-hmm. her birthday. So unfortunately, I don't know what what her astrological sign is. Which <gasps> that's so important. I would like to know. Yeah, very important. But you know, she's uh, around around thirty seven at this point. She grew up with a religious family. People say, and yes. in high school, started doing a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meth. Uh, around the age of tw- age of twelve, yeah, meth, big into heroin. Yeah, got a got addicted. Just your average twelve uh, year old just get addicted to heroin. Well, they they say that she started with with weed, and then that was the gateway. That's uh, yeah, oh that's- okay okay big big <laughs> dare. I don't believe that. It's always the gateway. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. Uh, there are people. Is, but- I feel like people who do heroin. We're just gonna do heroin, you know? Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's like they could have yep. like eaten cake and been like, hmm, I really like the way this cake makes me mm. feel. Is there anything that's like like this, but like <laughs> like twenty times like uh, better than a sugar high? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you know, there's the, once you try heroin. I mean, that's what else is gonna get you high besides the thrill of murder? I guess, right? Well, they say the sugar is 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 more addictive than heroin. I don't. Wow. I, oh, okay. I don't. I guess I, I don't I don't I know how to that. how to test that theory without without getting addicted to heroin. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she became uh, enamored with uh, a certain lifestyle. Yes, uh, was a was a runaway. Yeah. So it was often, you know, um, that's sort of what led her on to uh, or to these drugs and, you know, being on the streets because she was uh, in and out of her house. And then at some point, she got a degree. Yes. Yeah, she did. Well, she ended up getting pregnant, I guess, at... Uh, 17, right? 17, yeah. yeah. 17 got pregnant. And um, during this time, she was addicted to heroin. Uh, found out three months later and then decided to turn her life around and join the National Guard. So she obviously, she didn't have the child because uh, of the heroin and everything. So yeah, she gave, she gave it, the kid to her parents. Oh, that's what happened. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you're totally right. I got to mix up with somebody else. So she did have the child as a boy. She had a son. Uh-huh. And then she decided to join the National Guard in 2003. Which did, I guess there's no no barrier to entry. Right. With the National yeah. Guard. Do uh, I guess not. Yeah. How long do you have to have been uh, off of heroin to say uh, join? I don't, I don't know any, enough about the military to know if, uh, it, is it like any yeah. organized sports where they're like, if you did heroin recently, we don't want you. Or, or is that <laughs> yeah, right. is that what they're looking for? Uh, they're like, we need you to be addicted to something. It depends on the level of uh, of desperation for recruitment. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> reaching deep down to the barrel uh, right there, though. Right now, you could probably have a needle hanging out of your arm, and they'd be like, "Come on down." <laughs> <laughs> um, true. In the National Guard, she met uh, a person who later became her fiance, mm-hmm. who, yeah, was also in the army. Yeah. Terrible, terrible person. Yeah, yeah. Did a lot of really terrible things to her that um that she felt the need to fulfill herself. At some point, he had a mean streak uh, of 
jealousy, mm-hmm. you know, didn't like her being working around or didn't like her working around other men, especially because they are in the army. So they were physically fit and he was threatened by by, you know, that and and was constantly accusing her of being unfaithful, particularly when he was drinking and he was a really mean and nasty, nasty drunk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if, um, if you're the kind of guy who doesn't who who is prone to jealousy, why would you date a woman who is in the military? Correct. Yeah, that doesn't that just seems like you just want to be angry all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like why not know? do like most army guys do and get someone pregnant and leave them at home? Easy. Easy. That's, that's exactly <laughs> That is that that is not. Then they're stuck with a the kid. Then, yeah. They don't have time yeah, to then cheat. They're stuck with the... Yep. And uh, if yeah. they do, you'll never find out. And then you just collect, you know, you're just collecting your spouse check, your military family check. <laughs> so she recounts at some point, you know, this is one that she's often brings up that led her to ultimately uh, commit murder. Well, she was actually was... um she had a fiance and then she also was married once. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that part didn't know. I didn't know she yeah. was actually and married. Yeah. Both of these she, guys were um, equally abusive. Yes. So she was. Pro- so I, again, we don't know much about her parents. We don't know. I mean, she says you know we know that quote unquote that they were religious, but we don't really have a feel for what exactly what her home life was as a child. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that she was very unhappy and felt the need to run away in her teen years. Yeah. Yeah. So this. Uh, so I'm assuming this would be have been her second fiance. You know, obviously she got married. Yeah. And she married the first one. So this guy, he, what he would do is, you know, get drunk and be verbally abusive and then physically abusive. And there was one particular time where, you know, and oh, but he would also do things like he would spit up, chewed, chewed up food at her and beer. He would like and beer. I'd, he would spill beer on her and just do things like she said he was. She was raped multiple times by him. Yeah. Um, you know, which is sometimes that is uh, a tribute that you know happens when somebody's in the army you know that type of person that the army the military attracts yeah apparently uh, though when they were uh when they came home together or whenever she came into the house he i mean he basically treated her literally like a dog he wouldn't let mm -hmm. her walk into the house she had to crawl over the threshold on her hands and knees every time she came (sighs) into the house wow yeah you know it's just it's and that's that's really sad. Like that's just so sad that that somebody is okay with that and decides, you know, and and again, she was also a drug addict and an alcoholic and so she often numbed herself with with alcohol and drugs, you know, during this time and, you know, and after and before. Yeah. And so I mean, that sort of leads you to to make some really terrible decisions about who you let in and out of your life. Right. The only reason she got out of that relationship was because he went to jail. Yes, he went to jail for, you know, in this one particular incident where he actually, uh, so she was in the bathroom and he was sitting in the doorway and he, uh, she like wanted to go get out. So she was, you know, they were both drunk. She was tried to swing at him. Mm-hmm. And so he grabbed her hands and he started crushing her hands. Yeah, he broke her hand. He and, broke her yeah. nose. So he went to prison for this. And then, you know, so she left him. In June of 20, 2015 is when she decided to leave him. Yeah. Obviously, after he was arrested for the attack. Well, things were so bad that she volunteered to go to Kuwait. Correct. She volunteered to go there as a, as a Blackhawk gunner. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she did go to Kuwait. And I don't know quite when she... M- came back do you know how that do you know when uh, she i don't back? know the exact timeline i wasn't able to find that but uh i do know that she spent 10 years uh being active 
in August is actually when she ended up meeting um, Robbie. Yeah. Robbie. Uh, Robbie. Robbie Mast. Uh, yeah, Robbie Mast, uh, born 1990. Uh, so she met him at a house party. That's where she met him. You know, she was. Uh, she didn't have the the best circle that she was running with. You know what she said? She when she met him. This is this is how she explains her love at first sight. She mm-hmm. said, "All I saw was a a beautiful smile just coming out of a pile of empty cans of beer." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Out of a, like yeah, how a romantic. Of, yeah. <laughs> so cute. And he said, "Yeah, he's he sat on his hands and he looked up at me and he said, hi. He had dreadlocks." <laughs> You get yeah, shirtless ugh, dreadlocks. And, yeah, dread- white guy with dreadlocks. <laughs> I was gonna say, then this is a, this is a white person. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine that scene and just oh my, be still my beating heart. <laughs> uh, and around this time though, uh, Robbie. So obviously they you know don't have the best of friends, the uh, type of type of the caliber of of friends that are having these uh, house parties with beers, beer cans all over the floor. Yeah. Um, he, he had just recently been out of rehab mm-hmm. and, um, she claims that she didn't you know, know that. So, um, that was something that he was, yeah. So he left rehab. He and, was 25 uh, years old. He was 25 years so old. So almost, uh, 10 years younger than her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Robbie was a person who lived by the, uh, the traveler lifestyle. He was a hobo. Is, he was a hobo. He was like he was a, a like a gutter hobo, punk, yeah. I guess. Yeah. In the uh, the actual Netflix show, you do get to meet his parents and everything, but it's very clear that they uh, they did not see eye to eye. They didn't approve of his lifestyle. Uh, yeah, they did. Is he well off? So that was. Is he, what was is that? he well off? Is he kind of like upper middle class? Yeah, it seemed like it. You know, his uh, so he had uh, his his stepfather lived with them for twelve years. So he his actual father, I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So his mom and his stepdad are uh, super religious folk, and they actually uh, do a lot of seminars with uh, with other prisoners, you know, and and uh, do a lot of Skype type phone calls and and have a lot of interactions with with prisoners. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to more more on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah. they seem a little yeah. off, a little off to me. A little bit, yeah, a little a little odd, a little strange, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that as we get to it. But um. So she met, uh, so Robbie was, you know, this traveler and he didn't have a car and he was always like, he's a type of personality who, the way she describes him is, you know, he, he couldn't stay put for long. He had to always leave. Uh-huh. He was just this, you know, living by this wanderlust lifestyle. And, and yeah, but in reality, he really was just a hobo and he, you know, that's why he ran with the circles he did and did all the drugs. And that's why these two uh, were just in love with each other. Yeah. I was, I was reading uh, something written by one of his friends who, who commented on a, a Reddit thread who, who mm-hmm. said that um, obviously his friends knew that he had a, a substance abuse problem, but uh, mm-hmm. his friends didn't like to drink with him. So I think that ah. the reason why he was a traveler was because he could always find new people to drink with. And none of them mm-hmm. would know his history, the fact that his drinking exacerbated uh, his depression and also, you know, yes. suicidal um, ideations. He, totally. Yeah. And that's you know, that's just that's exactly what happens. People travel because they yeah, exactly exactly the way that you said, you know, they they like to um, have a fresh start. And it's just strange because the world becomes a such a small place. And then eventually the, all these travelers, they do run into each other in different places. Yeah. You're gonna run, eventually you run out of places to go and unless you exactly, have yeah. a passport. Yeah, I guess. Then. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Duolingo. So, um, 
Yeah, so they so she at the after being with Robbie for a while, he started to get that itch where he wanted to travel again. And she asked him, you know, can't you just be here? Don't pay rent. You know, you can just live here. Just be here when I get home. Because she was so desperate for for a you know, attention and, and having somebody there that it, you know, cared and, and she was just desperate for love and so she was gonna give him what she what he wanted. And I'm assuming that he's probably the first guy she's dated who who didn't beat her up. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she loved. Like she was always you know, she talked about she's in constant she was initially in constant fear that something was gonna happen and, you know, there was gonna be a breaking point where she was gonna start being uh subject subjected to his abuse and that she started to sort of find some some sense of peace with the fact that he didn't do that because mm-hmm. he would do things like look over at her while she was singing in the car, you know, like and just say, "I just love you," <laughs> you know, and <laughs> I just love you. She's like, and "What? Uh, mm, I don't trust this." <laughs> yeah. She, uh, uh. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So she uh, ended up, you know, deciding to travel with him, and she was the one that had the car, uh-huh. and so she decided to live this traveling lifestyle with him, the hobo lifestyle. Apparently, his goal, his destination was uh, Minnesota, because there was a job for him there. Um, he ah. he did seasonal work, I guess, to save up enough money to be a hobo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that it was Clearwater, Minnesota is where he was headed yeah. specifically. And Lindsay found out that the woman who he was meeting there for a job was also his ex-girlfriend. Yes. A woman named Kate. And along, yeah, and she, and along that path, they also, they did run into some of his friends uh, where they would hang out and, you know, the same garbage activities that they were doing mm. you know drinking and and he would constantly talk about his ex in front of her and you know the 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 police talked to the friends you know after the the case or after you know the murder and um they said that she was re- really mad about it she was perturbed that he kept bringing up his ex mm-hmm. and talking about it for long periods of time yeah so the only things he the only things he would talk about when he got really really drunk was uh how much he he missed his ex-girlfriend and how much he wanted to die Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that kind of, that story sort of just tells itself that those, you know, that's what happened yeah. to him. His friend on Reddit, uh, you know, if this person can be believed, which, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't be believable, because why would you anonymously go on a thread and be like, this was my friend and this is what really happened? Yeah. But he said that he, Robbie would often, when he got really drunk, ask friends to kill him. And that's why yeah. no one liked drinking with him. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, man, yeah. I'm trying to have a good time. You're just, like, destroying my butt. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, we liked hanging out with Robbie when he had a big old Mountain Dew in his hand. Yeah. Other than that, so yeah. so that not, makes not, sense. He was not a fun party yeah, guy. He was, he was not know? a fun drunk. Not a happy yeah. drunk. So she was obviously pretty upset about that, and... They had another situation where they went, uh, they were on their way, but they uh, were at a, a Walmart to get more alcohol. Uh-huh. And so they were just hanging out and, you know, passing the time. And um, they were just drunk and they were drinking wine. And he did good old Robbie, what Robbie does, and asked her again to, to please, you know, kill him. And, this is on um, uh, and he had, September 15th? Yes. And he had done this, done this, uh, uh, previous to that like he had he had told her you know um two days before 
or the day before and asked her to do it. And she said, yeah, I can take you out if you want. Again, she's an army girl. Yeah. And um, so she told him, I can take you out and, you know, it, it would be painless. And then he said, would you do that for me? And so she, then she had a breakdown, started crying. And the next day he tells her, you know what, I'm sorry. I couldn't expect you to do that for me. And then she started to feel like a letdown because she couldn't do that for yeah. him. And so it became an obsession where she quote unquote wanted to make him feel better you know wanted to to not let him down and so cut to this walmart parking lot on on uh, september 15 2015 yeah 2015 so he tells her you know let me uh, uh yeah please please uh kill me and you know the um, stories differ because some stories say that she straddled him and choked him with her two hands other stories say that she got in the back seat and did a rear naked choke from the back seat. She, yeah, uh, she. So from what we saw from the um, the security footage of uh, when she was um, being interrogated, she stood up on the chair and she showed how she uh, she straddled the center console uh-huh. um, and did this. And so she did. She definitely did like a rear naked choke, and so that's that's how she, you know, got the job done. And this is something that she had br- also brought up. Um, before when talking about her uh, ex-fiance, the, you know, the abusive one mm-hmm. is that he had a situation. There was a time during that, that bathroom engagement where he broke her hands, where he grabbed her from behind and did the rear naked Yeah, choke. he choked her out and, until she was unconscious. Yeah. And he, he grabbed her, he, he took her to a mirror and said, look, I want you to watch yourself die. Jesus. Yeah. And so this was something that, again, was in, you know, in her. And so she woke up, you know, and that's when she, they went to the police and everything. Do you think but, she opened um, so the, the little visor mirrors before she did it so that and said, look, look, look yourself in yeah, the eyes? Yeah, I want you. She might have, honestly, because it, it seems to be like a fulfillment of, of you know, she wanted to to ex- be on the other side of this, especially as like a, you know, strong army woman, a female, you know, that's, that's in the military, knowing what you're capable of and wanting to, um, wanting to, and, you know, act that out. I mean, isn't that something that maybe, uh, she, she could have gone to a therapist and they, they could have had her do that Mm -hmm. with a doll. Be like, Hey, get this out of your system. Why don't you put yourself on the Mm -hmm. winning side of this? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it seems like she just didn't have the proper. Re- she didn't have the proper mindset to to seek out re- resources that could have helped. Even her. though she probably had like, I mean, not the best, but okay health insurance, being mm-hmm. a- active military or recently active. Right. Yeah. But uh, again, there's a a lot with military. There's a lot of machismo and like just being like, you know, what if you go to therapy, you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. You know that type of of mentality and so it could be that her being a, a woman in the military didn't want to do that because oh that's what a, a woman would do oh, you know right. she doesn't want to be the traditional woman yeah and also probably uh it was hard enough uh, even though she was just in the national guard i'm sure she experienced probably the same amount of uh, of sexism that you know mm-hmm. women would experience in any other branch of the military yeah, uh absolutely. so she probably also didn't want to be known as like uh a whistleblower or like a troublemaker or yeah so that's that's uh yeah absolutely and so cut to where you know she's in the car she's so she, honestly she might have pulled down that that mirror dude like uh-huh. i could totally see that being because if, if this was some sort of fantasy fulfillment m- maybe yeah. honestly there is a little bit of discrepancy the way she retells it and the way that it that she told it when she was being interrogated yeah in her version that she tells now um so she choked him out. He started 
shaking, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, seizing. He was having a seizure and she foaming at the mouth, you know, s- foaming at the mouth. Yeah. And and uh, so she buckled him up in the seatbelt and she didn't know where to go because Robbie was the guy that knew, you know, every place and whatever, you know, she knew, he knew where they were going. She says that she grabbed him and um, and laid him down over the center console and then proceeded to um, to perform CPR for on him. for 20 to 30 minutes, she says, mm-hmm. 20 to 30 minutes. And then. Uh, you know, which is a long time over. to not call nine one one. Absolutely, like there is, there's, it's like it's deliberate at this point. It's it's very clear that it's deliberate, and you know that uh, that's what she said that she did. But in the interrogation, her version is much more different. So initially, so she uh, she does say that the, the the police officer knocked after the thirty minutes, and then she says, "I killed him. Please bring him back." Yeah. In the video that was done of her interrogation at the time, twenty fifteen. So she was asked about the about it, and she said that she, um, she grabbed she yeah she grabbed him and uh, she was she was choking him and he was foaming at the mouth and he was seizing and that she was crying during out you know throughout the whole thing and and that he kept she ha- covered his mouth and his uh his his mouth and his nose with her hand and that he kept uh, um grabbing her hand and putting a back on her nose and her mouth. Right. And uh, Which, a cop yeah. said that uh, that would technically be impossible. I don't know how true that is, but I mean, I guess I can imagine I uh, if if you're borderline unconscious from being choked, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to have the presence of mind to to move someone's hands back to right. your Right. And especially if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're having a seizure, yeah. you know, like that doesn't seem very likely that he would do that. If anything, I feel like Maybe he was trying to, to take her hands off of his neck. You yeah, know? and I said that it, it took twenty. It took her twenty minutes to choke him. That's yeah, a long time. That is a long time. Yeah, and so he was unconscious, and he he wouldn't die. Basically, is what what, she, what was happening at the end of the at the end of the day. He just didn't die right away, and so she just kept going after him, you know, and choking him, and and until he uh, was for sure dead. Mm-hmm. And then says that she tries to resuscitate him. I don't think that she did. Yeah, because if if, um, she, if that was her intent, if she mm-hmm. all of a sudden realized that she didn't want this man dead, the first thing she would have done is is call nine one one. I mean, it's 2015. Everyone has a cell phone. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's what happened there. And and she goes through just a whirlwind of of kind of crazy shit that she says in the interrogation. Yeah, she told the cop that, uh, well, he recounted the story and said, you know, I don't I believe that it happened the way that you said it happened. But I don't believe the reason is the reason you gave me. And mm-hmm. she said, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've all, I mean, I really, I just wanted to see what it felt like to kill someone with my hands. Why would you say yeah, that to a cop? Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just wanted to kill somebody with my bare right. hands, honestly. Yeah. And she laughs about it, you know. And, Did he do that and, cop and, and thing and where he's like, if you just be honest with me. Oh, 100%. 100% we're friends. He did that because he, yeah, we're, we're buddies. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, you know, we're vibing. Yeah. Um, because he, like, he does what he, you know, whatever he, his cop thing where he can sort of make her laugh and kind of get her guard down. And so she feels like she's hanging out with uh-huh. him. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, well, listen, like, I'm not, sc- I'm not scared. I got, he's like, do I have five people next to me making sure that you don't hurt me i'm not scared and she's like well maybe you should be <laughs> like <laughs> flirting with the cop it's like jeez, uh, like do you not know where you're at and what's she's insane uh-huh. well she does so, like a man in uniform right 
Yeah, she, I guess, yeah. So she thought she could, yeah. That's probably how she interacted with a lot of people, just trying to get what she wanted, mm -hmm. which is sometimes that's kind of somebody who's in this this type of lifestyle of drugs and everything. Sex is always on the table yeah. as an offer. And so she, um, yeah, so she, you know, flirts with the cop, and then he does this thing where he takes photos and everything of her, and then he just 100% doesn't believe her. So, yeah, so she goes to trial for this. Yeah. Now, she tried to... Uh argue a, a, an assisted suicide defense mm -hmm. yes she did try to argue that and the thing is you know this this uh, investigator also said you know in all of his years of work there's no situation like this because there's a mil multitude of ways that people can if somebody wants to die they're gonna find a and way. they're gonna f they're either gonna find the most dramatic public way or they're mm -hmm. gonna find the the least painful way Correct. Yeah. Because it's you scary. Know. You know, even if even it if you want to yeah. die or he I mean, the reason it took him so long was because he was he was scared. Yes. And, you know, it's this is why the uh, Elliot Smith thing is such a weird situation. Oh, because yeah. Yeah. Elliot Smith, a uh, musician who died by suicide, you know, stabbing himself in the heart. Yet there were no hesitation wounds. Again, suicide is frightening. So there would have been hesitation wounds indicating that it was possible murder. Oh, is that is um, that is that one yeah. of the theories? Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, and his girlfriend was there and uh, with him, and and uh, you know the suicide note itself is is a little fishy, and so um, yeah, it's just it's uh, one of those situations where there's gonna be hesit like hesitation marks. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody is gonna stop, and they're not just gonna start right away, and they're not gonna nail it. You know, yeah. and um, yeah, so this was like, yeah, total like this guy was frightened, uh, and that's why he. And and he just needed to find help. Again, we were talking about seeking out resources. He could have done this, too. He did go to rehab, mm -hmm. but then he came out and, and proceeded to not check in with his family and, uh, you know, went down this path that led him to, uh, unfortunately, in a situation where he was going to be murdered. And this happens a lot with people that are um, transients. You know, they, when you're out on the streets, people think you're a hitchhiker with no name. Yeah. And that was initially her plan. Her plan was to was to basically treat him like that, you know, where she wanted to uh, enact this fantasy. And so she did. And her plan was to find a place that was not very populated and to dump him and then just go back to Washington and pretend like she never even knew him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the only reason she got caught was because uh, someone had called in a drunk driving report. Her own words were that the entire time they were together. By the way, I know this whole story sounds like they knew each other for a long time. They knew each other for less than a month, uh, 26 yes. days. Yes. This entire time, she says they only spent maybe two or three days sober, even though they spent every day together. Yeah. So She would wake up, and she, this, is a, this is a day drinking woman. Mm -hmm. She would wake up and drink and then just keep going. So she was probably so she actually work. driving drunk <laughs> and swerving 100%, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So someone called the cops. Yeah. They pulled her over. Uh expecting a drunk driver and uh, found a dead guy buckled into the seatbelt. Yeah. So yeah, she didn't get to, uh, you know, enact her plan of, of dumping the body. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how she was brought in. And that's why the investigation is so weird because, or the interrogation, pardon me, um, because uh, she seems very drunk in the interrogation. Yeah. With her, with her behaviors and, you know, her flirting with the cop and just being like, ah, ha, ha, we're having a good time. <laughs> I just wanted to keep you. It's like, Whoa, okay, great. So, uh, so that's, yeah, that's where she ends up um, yeah, going to, to prison for 60 years was her sentence. Yeah, now the, she was charged with uh, intentional homicide. 
mm-hmm. and the maximum sentence for intentional homicide was a hundred years. And uh, I guess there's, uh, I'm not sure what the difference between intentional homicide and murder is. Um, I think it's just the um the the deliberation premeditation maybe. Mm-hmm. It could just be because that you know it's very clear that this was a deliberate thing. It wasn't just an accident, and it wasn't like a spur of the moment. She had been thinking on this for a while, so it's probably what it is. It's premeditated, right? So uh, at least yeah. Okay. Um, so that was, uh, one count of deliberate homicide. Uh, her bail initially was $400,000. So obviously she was, she was never getting out on bail during the trial. Yeah. She was sentenced to 65 years. Now at her sentencing, Robbie's dad and stepmom were there and made statements that they would do whatever it took to make sure she never got out of jail. Mm-hmm. That changed. <laughs> Flip, they flipped a 180. Uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So, uh, yeah, these two are, um, they're not all there. Uh, they're not, you know, they're, they're pretty religious, uh, a little fanatic about what they do. And they now are very good friends uh, of Lindsay. Now, how long did it take for, for that to happen? That's a good question because there was um, a video that showed when, when uh, you know, Robbie's mother did meet Lindsay, they embrace each other right away. Mm-hmm. And there's tears and she says, I forgive you, I love you, Lindsay. And it almost feels, their relationship now seems like they've almost replaced their son with Lindsay. They actually have been quoted as saying that they feel like they have quote lost a son but gained a daughter which is really bizarre bizarre it totally twisted and so yeah so they they do they communicate with her on a regular basis they video chat with her they video chat with her they Um, they have some sort of yeah and then and so one of the the biggest things of this is that she uh so in montana Somebody has a chance for parole after a quarter of their sentence has been served. Okay. So, so that's 15, in 2030. 20 years. Yeah. So 15 years. So 2030, she will be eligible for, for parole. And because much of the parole board's decision is based on how the family, surviving family members of the victim feel about the inmate, she has mm-hmm. a pretty good chance. Of getting out, I would say it's very likely. Yeah, she's she might be getting out because that they, you know, they are so uh, enamored with her. They're gonna do whatever they want, whatever they can to get her out. Now, remember, Lindsay has made some stupid decisions, but she's not a stupid woman. Uh, she's college educated. She's she's military. I think, and a lot of other people think that she has orchestrated this relationship with mm-hmm. the parents uh she's manipulated this relationship to get what she wants out of it other people are saying that there's manipulation going on on both sides because as angelical christians uh televangelists i guess you could call them they have a mm-hmm. youtube channel they have a social media presence mm-hmm. uh, 
it's hard to say whether yeah. they actually forgive her or whether they just know that this odd relationship will is going to sell books yeah. and, and 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 uh yeah sell books sell make people subscribe yeah. you know it's just yeah and this is it's just insane and it really does seem appear to be like they are both manipulating each other and she just wants to get out and have her freedom and they just want numbers mm-hmm. Um, I totally am in that same camp where I think that. I, I kind of want to go on their social media and shit talk them a little. <laughs> They're going to listen to this episode and be pissed. You know, they probably are going to listen to it. They, they seem like the kind will. of people yeah. that have Google alerts set up. Yes. Um, the ego seems to be very strong. Yeah, there. maybe I can I can have yeah. them on for a Patreon episode. Hey, that'd be great. <laughs> come on, Come on down. <laughs> Wow. Uh, ask them all the tough questions. Honestly, and yeah. do you actually forgive yeah. her? You know, but they're like they're so just like in this haze of, you know, God's will and God forgives and, and while that might be it's true. It's what it's Robbie like, would have wanted. Like mm, Robbie I don't know about that. Huh? No, I yeah. I Robbie need Robbie wanted help and he uh, asked everybody he could. Unfortunately he asked terrible people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody pointed him in the proper direction and kept him on track and he didn't seem to check in with his parents and his parents that's really sad because somebody that doesn't have a good relationship with their parents does indicate you know the something's wrong on other side yeah you know and um and so it just for him to grow up as a you know and and in his adult life just not want to have anything to do with them and uh, purportedly because he uh felt like his life hurt their feelings like you know, mm-hmm. they probably just didn't want to see it. And they just, instead of getting him help, they just turned him away. And the funny thing is, is uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now, mm-hmm. if he had the ability to, to still be alive and to, to see that, hey, if I kill myself, uh, how about a, like, you know, a reboot of Scrooged, a very dark reboot of Scrooged. <laughs> yeah. if, if he would see his parents forgiving the woman who murdered him, maybe he could, he could say, you know, m- maybe, maybe they'll forgive me <laughs> for, yeah, for my, yeah, my right? hobo it's, junkie it's just... lifestyle. And, uh, exactly. and then he could get his, get his life together, but too yeah. late for that. Too late. And yeah. Uh, don't do drugs, kids. Don't, I mean, don't do the bad ones. Don't do the bad ones. <laughs> don't, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do yeah, the drugs, drugs that you drugs, can buy okay. in, in a place that... Do the drugs that help. Yeah. The, the ones you can buy at a place that looks like a Starbucks now. Do those ones. There, there those you go. Fine. There you go. The, the candy drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... The, you know, holistic health and whatever I believe in. It, yeah, so. nothing you could... Um, you you got to cook. Don't, don't yeah. do drugs you got to cook on it. Do the don't drugs you can drugs, cook in a guys. pan, okay? <laughs> if you could cook it in a cake pan, that's fine. But if you got to cook it on a spoon, don't do those drugs. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, spoon it lighter. No, no, no. <laughs> so that was the story of Lindsay. 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 Haugen. Lindsay Haugen. Hey, Lindsay Haugen. Uh, yeah, that was that's that's where we're at, and so we'll find out, I guess, in in uh, ten years if she makes her way out. Ugh. Well, yeah, we'll 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 find out if she yeah. ever gets out, and. Uh, Hey, well, uh, you can have her in a podcast. In yeah. And in the meantime, as a, wo- as a newly free woman, <laughs> I mean, maybe she's you getting, probably get her now. Yeah, She's getting phone <laughs> privileges. Probably. She's yeah. probably manipulated her way into 
some yeah. phone privileges oh, for yeah. good behavior. I mean, she video chats, right? I mean, yeah, she's a good little choir girl now. Hey, Lindsay, if you're listening to this episode and uh, you want to video chat in, I'll have you on the show. Is there anything we missed? Come on, come on down. I'm not yeah. scared uh, of you. Yeah, they don't, yeah, let us know if there's anything that we didn't cover for you. Because by the time you get out, you'll be far too frail to execute a decent <laughs> chokehold on, on someone. Uh, true. Uh, <laughs> Actually, true. I took a little bit of BJJ. I could get out of that rear naked choke. Yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Janelle, what do you have uh, coming up that you might want people to listen to? Uh, you know, I, I, as I always say, just go to my Twitter because, again, all my links for everything is on there. And if you want to find me on any social media, it's just Janelle Santa Cruz. I'm a, Again, I, I stream on Twitch a lot, and, um, you know, I, it's a great time. And so if you guys want to keep up with that and other projects that I'm working on, just, just give, give the old Twitter a follow. That is my, uh, my main hub for, for all things uh, that I'm doing. Okay, and that's uh, J-A-N-E-L-S-A-N-T-A-C-R-U-Z. Yep. That is it. Thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was awesome. That was episode 54 of Women Who Kill. Did you guys like it? If you didn't, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell me how much you hate me. If you want to support with your dollars, stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. Join the Women Who Kill Illuminati, y'all. Get free stuff, access to bonus content. Uh, the archives of the show are there, so you'll always be able to find the most recent 10 episodes wherever podcasts are found. All the rest of the episodes are in the archives. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>